0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very, very special episode of It's Not Her Aunt, It's Articulate Warbling, with me, your host, your warbler, and your best, 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 best friend, and I just I just sounded like a complete cunt there, but it oh well, doesn't matter, uh... This is a spoiler special for The Rise of Skywalker. I've been littering throughout a few podcasts. My uh, my disappointment, my disenfranchisement, my real existential crisis, subjected and based around it. And I feel like I need someone to talk to, to jump off on. I need to ignite my lightsaber and like collide with somebody else's lightsaber. And this person in question is my cinematic uh, partner in crime, is my girlfriend Laura, who, you know, uh, thank you very much, my darling. Thank you. She just gave me a cup of coffee. Oh, she's, she's far too good for me. She's amping herself up because I think she really wants to do this podcast with me. I think she's very excited. Why wouldn't she be? Why wouldn't she be? It's fucking Star Wars and the end of a fucking long saga. And I just wanted to clash swords with somebody who's not from a, a fanboyish position. Also, I like to think we have a good rapport as a boyfriend and girlfriend. So I just think this is going to be more of a uh, put the uh, microphone down and just talk about it conversationally in and amongst ourselves, like a fly on the wall sessions, uh, which was the title of a podcast I did with somebody who will not be named, which would have been an apt title for this podcast. But anyway, I am warbling as per usual, but the following episode will be however fucking long, as long as the conversation stirs and starts. But thank you so much for being uh, with me on this one, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you're a Star Wars fan and you agree or disagree, whip out your sword and clash with mine. And I don't mean your pork swords. I'm, I'm not into that as much as I'm having loads of people on Twitter get hold of me saying, hello, my fellow transgressive great And I'm like Obi-Wan Kenobi gay. I am not the gay you're looking for. But anyway, let's get on with the show. If I can find the button to stop the intro. Where's the button? Where's the button? I usually can find the hole. Oh, there we are. So, let the episode commence.
1: It's not a rant. It's Articulate Warbling with Zach Ferguson. With special guest, Laura. Discussing. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Spoiler alerts Ahoy this, this, uh, this review is pretty much A big old giant spoiler apparently So If you haven't seen it And uh, you, uh, you, you You don't want to get spoiled Probably shouldn't listen But if you don't care about spoilers And you just like to listen to Zach talk And you want to hear what Laura has to say Go for it. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's Articulate Warbling with Zach Ferguson.
0: Right, let's ignite our, what could we call it, our own swords? We are going to be igniting our own lightsabers, meaning our cigarettes. But in all truth and honesty, I want to welcome a very special guest, Laura! Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yeah! Hello, Laura. Hello. Right, sweetie. Yes, thank you. happy to be here? No, not at all. Oh, well, I have no one to jump off of. But I thought it'd be interesting, really, sweetie. I really thought it'd be interesting. Because uh, you're not really a Star Wars fan, are you? Not at all. No. Not at all. Well, no, I wasn't. Until you
2: introduced me to one of the films that I can't remember the name of Force went, Awakens. That's the one. And I went, oh, that was really good. And then we saw the second one, which I still can't remember the name of. Last Jedi. And I went, that was really good too. And then we saw the third one.
0: The Rise of Skywalker, which this podcast is about. So your relationship with Star Wars really started, literally, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. What was the thing about it (laughs) that you didn't like? Like, that you really were like, I am not into this bullshit? Uh,
2: Sci-fi, it's for boys, and I can't be dealing with... Well,
0: yeah. But is it? Is sci-fi for boys? Well, yeah. But you can't even call it sci-fi because it's space opera. It's fantasy, really. But, but
2: I mean, it's still science fiction. Big, that is basically big, fantasy. You mean
0: yeah. all the big spacecraft and people like in military gear. You didn't like mm. any of that.
2: No, and I think there's an element of... You know, the originals came out in, what, 77? Yeah. And... You know, growing up, Darth Vader isn't somebody that you sit there and go, Oh, yeah, I want to be like him. It's somebody like for a little girl, you're like, Oh my god, that's
0: terrifying. That's really true. Actually, I've never thought you, of it you, like that. That's what
2: I mean. The last thing you think is, Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch the Star Wars films when you've grown up knowing that Darth Vader is this terrifyingly horrible man. And I know my uncle dressed up as Darth Vader's one Halloween a long, long time ago and he scared the
0: athlete, In the galaxy far, far away? No, 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 <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just
2: a long, long time ago. And, um,. He scared the crap out of me. I remember him walking down the stairs, and I went, "Oh my god, mummy, what's that?" <laughs> and, and it was just my uncle dressed up for this Halloween. My mum dressed up as a nun, so not a very good pairing. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> and I just, like, that just... She and I, I turned around and was like, I don't, I don't want to be here with that scary <laughs> yeah.
0: man in the house. So, generally, it like, it, like, it scarred you. Like, shit like that happens, like, with the Daleks. Like, when I was talking to my nan about Doctor Who, she went, huh? when it came back, she was like, I'm not watching that. I'm like, why? The Daleks. I'm like... It's a fucking rusty tin can. What are you fucking scared of? She's like, Oh, I don't like the noises. I don't like the noises. I mean, in the end, when she watched it, she's like, That's pretty darn good, isn't it? Really compelling stories. And that's the thing with sto- the, the story of Star Wars it is compelling. Mm. It, is, uh, it is a story about fathers, sons, daughters, legacy. And it is almost a, myth- a mythological epic. But it's got spaceships and aliens.
2: I think that's the thing for me as well. Is that you know, as a as a woman, you just think that this film is just going to be, you know, loads of men fighting with each other, ending up bumming each other at some point. (laughs) Who's
0: got the biggest fucking
2: sword? Yeah, and it is. It is just an entirely just massive scale of a pissing contest. My sword's bigger than yours, (laughs) and that
0: that doesn't
2: appeal to many women.
0: It doesn't. But, luckily enough, Star Wars has always been, and I'm not in a political agenda, but it has always been progressive. And you notice that throughout the newer ones, where we have Ray in this new trilogy, who is the figurehead of the new legacy yeah. of the Jedi. I
2: must admit, that was an appeal. Um, mm. Although, when you first put it on, I'm like, oh, no, not Star Wars, please, not Star Wars, anything but Star Wars. But, I mean, as soon as, yeah, as, soon as you're introduced to this, this character that's a woman, you're kind of like, oh... It's not as bad as I thought it was yeah. going to be. It's a bit like you know when Marvel brought out Wonder Woman. It's it's that okay we can appeal to women and actually Ray is is um is a, a female figure that that we can kind of aspire to yeah. be like. Yeah, that lasts until a... the last film.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thi- That's the funny thing. Like with Marvel, it's only in a later date what they've done with. Captain Marvel Black Widow, that they're, they're going, that we're going to have female central things. I have had females that are pivotal to their franchise, but have never been the spearhead. Mm. But with Marvel, it's always an agenda. Even with DC, which is Wonder Woman, but I still give you a lot of love for. It's the same thing, isn't knowing it? Knowing that it comes from <laughs> a comic book publication, how. This is the thing, even though you're not part of that world and that verse, culturally, it, you're so ingrained in it, it's such a big thing now, it's hard not to know about these iconographic things. Mm. But you know about the history, the legacy, and also the pop cultural history of it, that there is not much recognition. And there was a problem with Ray in the trilogy that people said she was a Mary Sue. A Mary Sue being, I'm a woman doing a guy's thing. But that's not true. No. This isn't a woman there who's all, like, oh, I'm going to fucking beat you up, mate, I've got a lightsaber, ain't I? She's someone who is destined to be this one thing. But which is an ultimately a Jedi, but we're getting told in this new film she isn't. It's it's that it's that relatability factor of someone who's got this destiny and w- is this what's going to define her? Is it needed? Is it deliberate? And that's not Mary Sueism. That is just character. That is a story. It's well, it relatable. Is,
2: it is a story and it is relatable because you know when when she first starts out, she's she's selling what is it parts yeah. of the spaceship to get food. Yeah, yeah to and survive. It's, it's You know, we start... You know, it's not like she just walks in. She's got a lightsaber and she's like, yeah, look at me. You know, she starts off as this character that's poor, that's desperate to try and feed herself, to have that... You know, just to be human and to live. And she's put in a
0: position where she she gets a droid that can earn her a lot of credits, a lot of food... Yeah,
2: exactly. ..and what's her decision? She doesn't. she doesn't. I mean,
0: who could, cos too cute. BB-8 is just, like, one of the greatest droid creations ever.
2: But I think as well, like, you know, from my point of view, I'm sitting there like Star Wars, yeah, okay, loads of weird people with weird swords and, you know, these weird, which I now know are called Stormtroopers you know these these people in masks and i'm like what even is this but i mean like the introduction of r2d2 c3po and bb8 it's like oh they're cute and that that relates to me as a as a female because we like cute things not no. all of us do yeah. but you know and that sounds really cliche and really really very womanly of me but it is it's it's cute and and when you start to see that relationship between ray and and bb8 and how yeah she doesn't sell him off and she goes actually no i'm not going to do that i'm actually going to I'm going to find another way of doing this, and it's
0: it's sweet, it's it's yeah, compelling. it's it's compelling and it's true. And the strength of that story as well was the notion of a stormtrooper, Finn, who goes, this is my first battle, this is my first mission, it's just death and anarchy around me. I'm not going to do this. Mm. He pulls himself out of it, and we both find out it's the Force that's guided them together. But it's their union, and those characters in the Force Awakens, Finn and Ray. It is beautiful. It is one of the most compelling. It's romantic. romantic. And it's not a forced faux romance. Like, oh, it is a blooming of just, it's just so relatable. And the strength of The Force Awakens was, it was a pure Star Wars movie. It had all the Star Wars traits. And the greatest thing that J.J. Abrams does, the mystery box He has this mystery box. He has all these questions he poses. And then the great big controversy surrounding The Last Jedi was a lot of fans felt that Ryan Johnson, the director, said, fuck you, and in a lot of ways he did. But this is the true truism of it. If you wanted a trilogy that had a beginning, middle and end from the beginning, you'd have one creative team. You'd have J.J. mapping out the trilogy. Mm. They didn't. They said, J.J., you're doing this one, Ryan, you're doing this one. Ryan, you can do whatever you want. And what Ryan did was he actually paid respect to what came in The Force Awakens. Mm. He progressed it, Mm. but he subverted those expectations. He said, this is going to be my film, motherfuckers, and I'm going to make a point. Star Wars is this thing to people, but then again, it can be something else for everyone else. He subverted expectations. He didn't feed into the fan service. And even Mark Hamill, who was crying in the special features and throughout all the publicity, was going, I don't like that. Luke, that's not my Luke. That's not my Luke. If I made this... Fuck it. But Mark Hamill did his greatest performance of his career because he was willing to do that. He was willing to believe in Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson didn't set out to say, fuck you, JJ, and all that you did. He actually took that and he evolved it. Mm. He didn't kill Snoke because he disliked Snoke. He used Snoke in a really clever way with uh, Kylo Ren's. Storyline where he said, This is the coming of Kylo Ren. This proves Kylo Ren because he was at an impasse. He killed his father, Han Solo. Mm. He's conflicted. He's flitting in and out with connections between him and Ray. <coughs> and then there's another love triangle there. But was it a love triangle to begin with? Was it something that we really fucking needed? Mm. I don't think so. No. I felt that Kylo Ren was connected to Rey in the Force because there was a a relation. Whether it's the Force, whether legacy, because Kylo Ren is Darth Vader's grandson. Rey was was posed as this great big thing in the Force Awakens of what's her heritage, where does she come from? And Ryan Johnson said, "No, this isn't the point of her story. Let her have her story." she doesn 't need to come from a place of legacy. she is her own, and I love that
2: I think if she didn 't have a story, it would just be just throwing another random character into the film, like they did in Rise of Skywalker
0: that 's all they it's do that
2: same. but that 's the thing is if she hadn 't have had that story, you wouldn 't have a film no. and you know going back to when they killed Snoke is that fact of i didn't i wasn 't expecting it no because all films you always get the big bad guy. Mm. And you always think he's not going to die, and when they, you know, when he actually died, you're like, oh shit, oh you're actually going to kill him, like he's actually dead. And there was part of me that was like, now he's going to come back. He's definitely going to come back, and he didn't. And it's it's that that for me really had an impact because Mm. it is. It's always the big bad guy. Mm. The big bad guy never dies. Not really. When you look at any other film. Well, they proved that's that with like, this fucking film. Exactly, but that's what I mean. But any you know, big any other film with a big big bad, you know, that protagonist.
0: Like in a middle film, you don't go. They're going to kill him off. It's no. not. It's not a thing. It's not that template. It's not that standard.
2: No, no it's not. So it, it threw me, and I'm like, oh shit. Okay, and I think that's what made me really enjoy the film because I was like, oh, they actually killed him. Yeah. Like he's actually dead. Yeah. And then when you come to watch, you know, The Rise of Skywalker, you you kind of... You're almost thinking he's going to come back in this, surely. He does in a
0: weird vein. He's in a fucking cryo tube. He's a fucking clone, which I was so excited about. But then they didn't... Do anything with it? No. No. So it was kind of
2: like, yeah, you're expecting him to come back because surely they can't kill off one of, like, the biggest bad guys. Yeah. He's in this, this tube of you know, blue juice, and you're like, oh, OK, where are we going to go <laughs> yeah, with this? And yeah. then it just, like, switches to another scene, and
0: you don't see him again. It is. Like, oh, it's, it's, is a, it? it's a mess. But before we go into the real nitty-gritty of The Rise of Skywalker, because I, I like this pathway we're going, talking about the things that come before, because those two first films are really... They are powerful for what they do. They set up what you would conclude would be a, a, a real... ..a huge finale, a finale yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to tick... Those boxes and then some. What Ryan Johnson did from The Force Awakens isn't a personal attack. Where people say it's a personal attack to JJ, he rewrote everything JJ did. I don't think so. He didn't. He took those narrative threads. Where else could he go? He was given the freedom to do his movie. Mm. But if it was a thing that J.J. Abrams did a layout with his writing team for a trilogy and he did the Luke Skywalker thing of throwing the lightsaber behind him, oh, fuck this script. Ryan Johnson had to create this movie whilst they were filming mm. Force Awakens. He had to write it. Mm. And what he did was he took those narrative threads and he progressed them. Though he progressed them in ways fans didn't like, fuck it. Fuck that Mark Hamill doesn't believe in that storyline, but he still did the perfect performance. And what you don't realise, and I think Mark Hamill and fans don't realise, Luke actually had an arc... He was bitter. He was angry. Okay. He, was, he, was, he was isolating himself. He was in denial. Mm-hmm. What does he do at the end, though? He comes out and he does what was necessary of him. Mm-hmm. He was the icon. Mm-hmm. He was that Jedi... Because he said in the beginning of The Last Jedi, do you want me to come out with a fucking laser sword and face down the First Order? Well, he does that. Yeah. But he did it in an iconographic reason to ripple throughout the galaxy to get people gumption. Mm-hmm. His story and arc was completed there. But then they don't carry that on in The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) In the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, there's no mention that the the great big Jedi, uh, Luke Skywalker, came out and he is the reason that you rebels and you resistance should come out... J.J. took everything fucking personally with The Last Jedi, and I love J.J. as a filmmaker, but I'm going to tell you this. This guy is a petty bitch. The Rise of Skywalker, all those narrative threads, all those powerful things that Ryan Johnson evolved... He really could have carried that on, and he didn't. He basically said, you killed Snoke. Do you know what I'm going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do? Do you know Rose? Yeah. She's going to be in the film for thirty seconds. Ah, fuck you!
2: <laughs>
0: That's not a testament to know, what another filmmaker I, I mean, this did.
2: Is the thing I think for me, you know, and this is where the difference is between me and you, is that you have loyalties that lie with different directors, and I don't know anything about mm. directors. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and you know, how interesting many, how many times have you said to me oh it's directed by so and so and I go oh that's nice darling <laughs> and I just go it looks like a good film the trailer looks great and it's got so and so in it and I know him from whatever previous film I may or may not have seen <laughs> or I know the name unless or I know it's, the face no
0: no unless it's Henry Golden or <laughs> Hugh Grant <laughs> uh, that's the only excitement I get oh my and oh, oh, oh. now Charlie Hunnam with his sexy smoking
2: yeah well But this is the thing, is I I don't have any loyalties to anyone. Mm. And I think this is why we can have the conversation we can have, because I don't have... I just... I don't... I have no loyalties. And so I can watch a film and go, what the fuck? You could be
0: objective, yeah. Yeah,
2: and I can, and I I watch Star Wars, and it doesn't matter whether... who directed it like I could have directed it for Christ's sakes and I can still pull it apart because Mm. I don't have any loyalties with anyone Mm. and this is the thing I struggle with with Star Wars fans and we talk about it at work sometimes and it's oh yeah but so and so directed it and so and so directed that and I go I couldn't give a shit who directed (laughs) it if it's a good film, it's a good
1: yeah, film. If yeah,
0: yeah. it's a
2: bad film, it's a bad film. But it is really evident in that, you know, in The Rise of Skywalker, how much it is of it, the turning round, sticking your middle finger up, mm. and going, fuck you. Yeah. And that bothers me. Yeah. Because actually, Films aren't there to be petulant with one another. Yeah,
0: but Isn't they're not re- there. To... They relate to each other.
2: Well, that's the thing. But it's it's not there to go. Well, fuck you. And it's not there to go. Well, I can do better than yeah. this. And it is. It just becomes even more of a pissing contest. My dick's bigger yeah. than yours. Great, fantastic. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I went to go and see that final Star Wars movie Can't purely I because I saw the other two that you showed me however many weeks ago, and I went, oh, they're really good. Yeah. So surely then. Going on the fact that Star Wars is such a humongous thing Mm. for a lot of people, there are so many fans, you really like it, you know, we watched those first two films and I thought, "Oh, I actually really like Mm. this, didn't ever think I was going to admit it and how long did it take me to actually say I kind of like this? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) a long (laughs) time. Very begrudgingly, but... I got to that point where I was like, I've got to see that last one now because it can only be better Mm. than those first two because I watched it, you know, I watched that first one and I was like, yeah, that's really good. I watched the second one. I'm like, that's even better. I thought that third one, that final one is going to be that grand finale, that fireworks at midnight Mm. on New Year's Eve, that real, like, this is the final Star Wars movie. This is going to be epic. And I was sorely disappointed. (laughs) And I don't, I'm not a fan. I'm I know. Not, I'm not a fan. You big...
0: don't have those loyalties. Exactly, but that's but what I mean. This I'm... is the funny thing, though. Within the of this trilogy and how much you did have it... Like, you even had this reaction uh, from when we saw The Last Jedi, when Luke throws that over his shoulder, the lightsaber. Mm. Even at that point, you yourself, because you, you know the iconography and how big a part he was of The Force Awakens I not being there, you were kind of like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> but... From a POV that like you're not a big fan entrenched in that, you as someone who just goes in and watches the movies because they're films, yeah. they're entertainment, they're escapism, you don't care about the politics and the agendas no, of Star Wars. They're... What was your opinion on that Luke Skywalker thing? In, in the context of what they did in The Last Jedi where Luke was just like, for the first hour and 40 minutes, I can't do this. Why, why do you think people have such a fucking issue that Ryan Johnson wanted to do something different with that character?
2: I mean for me watching it it was it was about you know he'd obviously buried himself away. He felt he couldn't do the mm-hmm. what he was asked to do and yeah. what he needed to do and he felt that the best thing to do was to hide himself away and put himself into a little box yeah. and just keep it you know, he was quite happy living yeah. on his little island. Yeah and and I don't, I don't really see a problem with that and I think that made the story relatable yeah. it, but it did it was it was because <coughs> you were following him and you were begging him inside mm. you're going oh please yeah. please yeah. and you know Ray's trying and she's following him up and down the steps which must have been exhausting and you know you could really see that that passion in Ray But for him, he just thought that he wasn't worthy. Mm. And I felt, as a non-fan, I'm like, but you are worthy. Mm. And I don't even really know that. Because I haven't really seen the rest of the films. I haven't seen the rest of the films. I think I've seen the very first one. But, you know, you're really sitting there going, oh, go on, please, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And I think without
0: that, it would just be the same old shit. What if it it was the, Ray, thank you for my lightsaber back. I will train you on the island. There's no story there.
2: No, it's it would be the same thing repeated through the movies. Mm. And this is what I thought about Star Wars before I'd ever seen it. Mm. I thought it's basically somebody going, I can make more money out of this, mm-hmm. you know, taking yourself away from the loyalties again, mm. just going back and going, oh, so we made the first one. That was really good. Let's make another one, which is the same story. we I mean, yeah, okay, we're following Leia and Luke, and it's great, but it's the same story, really. And this is what I struggle yeah. with with sci-fi in general, is the fact that at the end of it, you've got these people that are amazing and then they fight the bad guys and it's just the same shit yeah and and the films do continue to do that, but I think if you didn't have that first, however long you just said hour and forty minutes of Luke and, and Ray kind of arguing with yeah. each other and going, At "No, odds, I'm not going to yeah. do it." Oh, please, no, I'm not going to yeah. do it. Oh, please. And while
0: she's having her own weird relationship with Kylo, where he's trying to compel her to be <laughs> a villain, whilst she's out of the out of the blue of what happened between him and Ben Solo, Kylo, Ray. That's the
2: thing. It's, it adds layers. It does. It does. And and it would it it would be if. If she turned up on that island and went, you know, you're right, mate. Here's your lightsaber. Come on. yeah. Come on, then. And he jumped up and went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh, it's just the same yeah, yeah. shit
0: yeah. again. And, but the thing, even with The Last Jedi, though it didn't answer questions that were posed in the first one, like there's this huge scene in The Force Awakens where Rey has a vision and it's just scenes from all the different movies and it shows that the, uh, the Knights of Ren, the Jedis, that Kylo Ren seduced. But this is the thing, though it offered those things in The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Ryan was at a position where he was like, I don't have time for that. Mm. Understandable. Mm. And I got a bit pissy. I'm like, where's Kylo Ren and his boys? I want to know more. But we were offered enough through Luke's vantage. He just destroyed everything that I created because I made one mistake and I failed him. I failed the galaxy and I thought, that's good enough. OK, and then the rise of Skywalker, I had this sense that JJ's gonna go, I'm gonna answer the questions you didn't get in the last Jedi. And that's what we wanted. And he fucking did it!
2: But I think this is the thing, is that the the way the whichever one it was that Ryan Johnson directed.
0: The Last Jedi.
2: He made it so that we've got questions to answer. We've always had questions mm. in the back of our mm. mind, really, but he brought them to the forefront. Mm. These are the questions we want answered and it got me excited. Yeah. yeah. You know, and to use a phrase that I hear a lot and I find it a little bit disturbing is, it gave me a hard-on. I, I had yeah, that erection, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm really it ignited, excited. It ignited it,
0: it, your lightsaber.
2: Exactly, and this is the thing, is, is it's just, it gave me that excitement and it gave me questions I didn't even think I had mm. because I hadn't really seen the others anyway, so I didn't really know what was going on. it shows the
0: strength of those first two films.
2: Yeah, it does. But that's what I'm saying is it brought... It brought those questions right to the forefront of your mind, perfectly timed for me Mm -hmm. to see that The Rise of Skywalker, it's going to be epic. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a a three-and-a-half-hour film. Mm -hmm. This is in my head, I'm going, yeah, Three and a half hour film, it's gonna answer all the questions, Mm. it's gonna be absolutely phenomenal. It's gonna be loud, it's gonna be this, it's Mm. gonna be that, and we are really going to answer those questions and we are gonna put a final line under Star Wars and go, this is it. Mm. And we can look back to right back to nineteen seventy-seven and go, look what we've done. Look at this you know, this empire we have created and it didn't do any of that
0: because JJ was, JJ, just... was, JJ was more concerned on being petty with his screenwriter Chris Terrier. I, it, a lot of people say it's fan service. Yes, it is. They do a lot in this movie that, you know, answers these, the, big unanswerable, the big unanswerable question. Ryan Johnson was trying to make a very big point. It doesn't matter where Ray comes from. And Kylo Ren says this, and this is a focal point to Ryan Johnson's meaning of The Last Jedi. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That means let go of the past, look to the future, progress. And they gave Ryan Johnson something. He is a progressive director. He comes from an indie scene. He does artsy films. But what he did here is he made a perfect Star Wars movie because it didn't fit the Star Wars uh, template. But that was okay
2: Mm. Because, honestly, with Star Wars... It's getting a little bit outdated now. It, is. it needed that up and coming mm. new mm. scene, that new kind of we're twisting and turning in ways that Star Wars doesn't normally twist yeah. and turn. And I like that. Yeah. As a newcomer, and actually, you're gonna get more fans, I think, that way. You might lose some of your old yeah. fans. Well that's... but you might get some of your new fans. Like I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but yeah. I'd say I'm I can watch Star Wars, I can enjoy it. But you are gonna get more and even younger people as well, Mm. into watching that because it's newer. It's more modern. It's more twisty and turny. We've got something to look at. And the thing is, We've been going on about Star Wars since 1977. No. It's getting boring. <laughs> and this is the thing, before I watched Star Wars, I thought, for fuck's sake, you're, if in, I you're see inundated Star with Wars? it,
0: no matter if you're having a relationship with it. It
2: is, it's however many years apart, and you're like, oh, it's another Star Wars film. How long is this gonna go on for? And I'm sitting there thinking I'm gonna be well into my seventies and some idiot's still gonna be directing some Star Wars film. And it's like this has been going on since <laughs> like, you know, 30 years before I was born. Mm. And it's it's for me. It's just like this is ridiculous. That's mm. enough now. But I think the way that Ryan Johnson actually directed that movie meant that you could bring in new people. Mm. New people would be like, "Oh, Star Wars is good." Yeah, all oh, they're, they're shaking it up, a and bit. that's what he did for me. Mm. Because actually, when we watched those two films and then went to go to the cinema to watch The Rise of Skywalker, I'm excited. Yeah. I didn't admit it, mm. but I was excited. <laughs> well, I didn't, did I? I no. mean, let's watch Star Wars. I mean, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever. Every time Star Wars was in conversation, she's like, we're seeing Star Wars. Whatever.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to play the cool card, but obviously it
0: wasn't very, working very well. But but you don't come from that place of overzealous, overhyped, like, oh, Star Wars, I'm going to get my titties out. No,
2: and that's the thing, and... For me, I mean, we know that film watching for me is very much about escaping and mm-hmm. finding a just another world to live in yeah.
0: for, for a couple of hours. And Star Wars is a perfect place for that. But it the absolutely second is. one in that trilogy did open your eyes a lot more to the uh, the scope of where. But that's
2: what I mean. It Cinemark excited me. Yeah. It excited me. So then I'm like, when when you said to me, "Let's book to watch the Rise of Skywalker," rather than me going,
0: <clears> I went, "Oh, yeah. okay." I mean, whatever. Well, you you said to me. <laughs> I hope you're not seeing... uh, Because this is what happened. Laura said, I hope you're not seeing Star Wars without me. I went, Laura, you haven't seen the others. And she was like, I hope you're not going to see it without me. And I'm like, well, first of all, here's a rule. You need to watch the first two with me before. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And then when she saw them, she was like... You are definitely not seeing this without me now. You are not. So I, I, we went for this hullabaloo where I had to delete my ticket and then it's like, we have to see this together. And I think it's more special. I think seeing movies with you is more special because we can have this conversation, you're interested in it, but you're not in a, a position where you, you're you like... I've always gone to cinema with fellow film fans who want to outdo you in the knowledge thing, a big dick yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. With you and me, it's not about that. Like, I know that I can offer a lot of unnecessary information but I'm not doing it in a condescending manner like I know more than you because with you as well you coming out of a movie you access things and look at things from vantages that make me go oh yeah oh yeah fuck yeah <laughs> and that's what I love about it and that's why I want you to be wanted you to be part of this podcast because it is an interesting conversation and it doesn't just go into Star Wars it goes into the artistry of cinema itself. But the emblem of what the rise of Skywalker really stands for me and I've seen it twice now is it's fan service and it's J.J. Abrams not doing right by the ba- fan base he, re- he he created with The Force Awakens. You love The Force Awakens.
2: But I feel like maybe he was trying to appeal to the fans again. Because I feel like Ryan Johnson pissed them off. Mm-hmm. And J.J.'s come in going, don't worry guys, it's fine, yeah. I've got this. Yeah. I'm going to sort it for you. And actually...
0: He originally wasn't meant to direct it.
2: Yeah, see, it would have been better if he hadn't. Mm. And that's the thing is, is he did. I think he came in going, "It's okay, he's ruined it, but I can pull this back." Yeah. But
0: what? Well, it's a little bit of like niggling himself, do you think? Yeah, Yeah, I think. But it
2: is. But he's, he's, he. It's that petulant attitude where he's gone. He's fucked it up. Mm. But don't worry, fans. I've got this. I'm JJ Abrams.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is
2: me. (laughs) This is my movie. This is my franchise. I can do this. Yeah. And what he actually did was he appealed to some fans. So some fans, you know, I mean, we went shopping and we saw this woman. She was the, the checkout woman, wasn't oh, she? Oh, in Aldi, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, uh, we were talking about, oh,
0: we'd seen some tableware or something. Merchandise would, yeah, some at match. Aldi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is Aldi. If oh. I would like to sponsor us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by all means. Um, and she said, oh, have you seen the last one? And we went, no, no, no. No, no, no. She, she said, no, OK, no spoilers, no spoilers. She said, oh, we went to see the triple bill. I said, oh, that's nice. I said, what did you think? She said, oh, it was amazing. So actually, you know, some people, some of those fans were really, really inspired by that final movie. They were really It happy. did what they wanted. And it did. But for me and for you, it was,
0: you know... Ryan, someone who's not a huge fan and someone who is a huge fan.
2: Well that's the thing, and, and Ryan Johnson took it one way and then JJ just kind of just flipped the coin totally, just was, flipped everything onto its head and just went, Oh no, I'm not gonna carry on like that. No, because I think he's ruined it. And he's actually appealed to the minority, not the majority. And, mm-hmm. and quite honestly, I don't give a shit who you're appealing to. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie, but in this case it's not. Mm. You know, sometimes when you when you appeal
0: to the minority, it's better. Yeah. But in this case, no. it's not. No, because even the stuff that you anticipated, me as a fan, my greatest bugbear was the Knights of Ren. You see them in this movie. You see them in this movie. They don't do anything. And they were such a big thing as well built up, Snoke was mentioning you "You and your Knights of Ren oh your children and your Knights of Ren, we know that has a huge connotation because they were the ones who helped Kylo Ren massacre the children at Luke's thing, so we see these guys in cool costumes and this is a thing that JJ does he creates a cool costume he knows each separate character's storyline Yeah, but you don't share it with the fucking audience do you? So why are they introduced here? They have no principal basis here. And the greatest thing about the rise of Skywalker is the return of the Emperor. But it goes back into that same issue. The big bad villain never dies. It also counsels out um, Anakin Skywalker's legacy of being the chosen one. Mm-hmm. He was born to become a Sith, but the Sith, he would rise against the Emperor and bring balance back to the Force. Well, you didn't bring balance back to the force because the wrinkly, dinkly old bastard with lightning coming out of his fingers is hiding in a Sith temple going, <laughs> I am waiting. <laughs> no, J.J. Abram was like, fuck, Ryan killed Snoke. The Emperor's behind it. The Emperor's behind it. it always has been. That is interesting. Because you see him. That was the best part of the film for me. Because Ian McDermott, who plays the Emperor, is so fucking good. And what they did with the Emperor was brilliant. Also, they took lines from Revenge of the Sith on other Star Wars movies, put it in here, and it gives it synergy and it, it comes back to itself. But then again, and this is spoilers throughout raise his granddaughter. Yeah. Why?
2: it felt yeah it felt to me like we were we were really kind of
0: big 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 secret cut down by Ryan but it wasn't cut down by Ryan he was progressing it to it something was. better
2: and this is the thing and i just feel like it was just throwing i mean i think you said it is throwing shit at walls and hoping,
0: hoping it, sticks. it sticks
2: yeah and it didn't stick no. and then what we end up is literally with a pile of shit and it was you know the best the best part of that movie for me was when yeah the 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 great big emperor who I hadn't seen before yeah cuz you keep going on about this bloody Palpatine I'm like who the fuck is Palpatine I haven't seen this Palpatine I'm like who and we come up to this guy and and you're like this is Palpatine I'm like right this is Palpatine oh he looks a bit odd <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting something a bit more kind of Morphe alien slash human slash like immortal weirdo. Yeah, so were we as the fans? <laughs> and you kind of find this wrinkly old man, and you just think, right, okay. But when he, and it is, is it's his acting, I think, yeah. more than anything else. When he did that scene, and yeah, these these lightning bolts are coming out of his fingertips. You're like,
0: whoa! He's powerful. He is. And,
2: that part of the film was the
0: part that really got
2: me on. When the he point. opened this up... This
0: is awesome! Where he opened up and yeah. he basically said, OK, you fuckers, two now become one. Mm. And he soaks up their energy and he just blasts it to the heavens. We've never seen Palpatine that strong. And that gives valedi- validation behind the the notion... Like This is what it works for me, her by being a Palpatine, eventually. She's really strong with the force to begin with, yeah. with no training. Yeah. And you see with this movie... She is very fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. And you understand where that lineage and that power comes from. The thing that I did not like overall is the na- the, 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 the whole appeal of the saga is this is called the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. I think Anakin needed to be involved a lot more. I wanted so badly Ray to be a clone, a clone of Skywalker. I wanted that. And we that. saw a bit of that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. When
2: she was in that. I don't even know where she was. It was, was alluding to cave. it, yeah. And it was like <clears> at <throat> first, and then we were like, "Oh, there's clone in here." And, and we'd only talked about clones, and I had no idea what you were talking mm-hmm. about. And I'm like, "Yeah, all right, Zach Sharp now." And it wasn't. It was just like, "Oh, is she a clone then?" Maybe, maybe we're I right. Have you maybe saw she's Stone? Yeah. And this is the thing. And you see all these things, and you think it, we're actually going to come to this end where she is a clone. And again, we just snap out of it and go oh. to another scene, and you just think. So you've just given us even more questions, Uh even more things to be pissed off about. And actually, by the end of
0: the movie, you're like, right. Mm. And she goes, I'm a Skywalker. That does not stick at all. She should have, and a lot of people will contest this and disagree. She, and this is a thing about legacy, this is a thing about evolving the story and progressing. At the end of it, Palpatine is... Listen to this. This is the thing that annoys me. Anakin Skywalker is one of the most feared villains in the whole of the Star Wars saga. He is this android uh, cyborg creature who can't survive without this suit. Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one who turned to the dark side. The Skywalker name was tainted. Luke untainted that name. When you hear Skywalker of the generation of Luke's generation, Skywalker means strength, goodness. And when Anakin turned to the good side at the end it does not it does not take away that he killed thousands of Jedi he murdered younglings. he 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 it, but it it shows the fact that he fulfilled that legacy in the end, yeah. and that's why it was called Return of the Jedi because it was a return in Jedi that lent the thing the nobility strength he's reinforced the name of Skywalker. I think Ray at the end should have said. Ray, Ray Palpatine. Because she is owning that name. I disagree. Do you? I think she should have owned that name and rewritten it. I disagree. Okay. When we were
2: sat in the cinema
0: <clears throat> at that
2: end, when the woman says, Ray who? There were so many people behind me, which always pisses me off anyway. But there were so many people behind me, and there was a bunch of kids, and they went, Skywalker, say Skywalker, say Skywalker. And I'm going, no, don't say Skywalker. Um, do you know what I wanted her to say? I wanted her to say, just
0: Ray. I'm nobody, like she said in the beginning. Because. Film.
2: Not, not, no, but yes, she is a nobody. Yeah. But she is a, just a unique person. She she's is not a, a clone. Hair. She's not a Skywalker. She's got the Force and whatever, but I don't think that necessarily makes her a Jedi. I don't. She's got all of these things. I just think she needed to she's be. She's got
0: Sith blood.
2: She doesn't need to be any of those things, no. though. She is just. Ray. That's true. And that's what I
0: wanted. Anyone can be a Jedi. Anyone, can exactly. Can Exactly. So I don't think That's what Ryan should... did, because he did it... Sorry to interrupt, but that is such... Now, you're making me turn now from my opinion to yours, because that connotation makes sense, because Ryan opened that with The Last Jedi, because at the end of The Last Jedi, what did we see? We saw a little slave... Reaching out, exactly got the broom, and that lends validity to the notion of you don't need to be part of someone's heritage or bloodline to be special or to be this thing. Exactly.
2: And that goes to just general... And I think... And this is the thing that probably frustrated me the most, and this goes on to a more political discussion, if you like, about labels.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Why
2: do we need to label everybody all the time? And that is really evident in films as well. Yeah. Why has she got to be a Palpatine or a Skywalker or yeah. this or that? Why can't she just be her? And do mm. you know what? That would appeal to so many more people. I think that Ray is just Them Ray. people go Skywalker, Skywalker. Exactly. I don't want to be a Skywalker. No. I just want to be me. Mm. And that's what I think that should have ended with. When that woman said Ray, who she could have just said, I'm just Ray. Ray. And that, that, for me, like, that's given me goosebumps. Yeah. just thinking, given me little my legs. Just thinking about yeah. it. Just, How much right, powerful. That is so much more powerful, especially in this world at the moment where everything's got to be labelled, everything's got to have a, a name, a, a connotation. Why can't we just go, I'm just me? Yeah. I don't need to be a Skywalker. Yeah. I don't need to be a Palpatine or anything like that. I don't need to be part of any order or any group. Or anything like that. And that, that, you know, throws connotations out to everything mm. else. And that's how I feel anyway. I'm I very passionate yeah, I about those things.
0: But it falls into that autistic conversation we have as well, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. But why have we got to put a label on everything all the time? Why has she got to be a and Skywalker? And that is it. She's I didn't see it like Skywalker. that. This is the thing,
0: I didn't see it like that. The name thing and the legacy thing. Again, it is labels. Gentrification. It's about... But she's not a Skywalker. She isn't, no. She, she wasn't a... born into this Skywalker family. She
2: might be the granddaughter of Palpatine, but she's not a Palpatine. She's her own person. And it's like, you know, when you look at... You're not, and this is the thing, you're not always a project to what comes before. Exactly. And and that is very evident in general, in yeah. life. <coughs> you know, we all have issues with certain parents, certain grandparents, mm. aunties, uncles, family issues. I don't want to have that name because actually that name's tainted. Yeah. I don't want to have that name because that name's tainted too. What should I change my name to? I'll change it to Smith. Yeah. Why? Mm. We don't need a name. Mm and the thing is is you know it's it's like it is it's a surname it's a matter of surnames for me mm. my surname it doesn't mean that i you know yes i am the product of my mother and my yeah, father yeah. but it doesn't mean that i am you know we are all 50% of one and 50% yeah, 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 of yeah, the yeah. other you know yeah and I, I i just don't feel that ray should have had that that surname no. in you know i say yeah. in quotation marks it's not it's not it's and she doesn't belong really no. to anywhere. She is just
0: a power of yeah, her own. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting if she was a clone because then that also feeds into it. She's one out of all the other people, other clones, she's just and, one. and she can be one of her own. She is yeah. just one because she's not. She's not the same as Luke. No, and Luke's a Skywalker, mm. but she's not. Mm. She's not. She's not really a Skywalker. No, she's got the, this Jedi force. Why? This is a notion. The rise of Skywalker. There's no rise of Skywalker. That name should have been attributed to The Last Jedi, to be honest. In my opinion,
2: The Rise of sky You know, I had a feeling she was going to say Skywalker because why else would you name the film The
0: Rise of Skywalker? We, the fanboys, thought Anakin Skywalker was going to... This is what I really hoped for. Though we heard Anakin's voice and all these other Jedi's, I thought the great thing what would have justified Anakin's saga was he came back as a Force ghost and he says, I'm here with you, Ray. This isn't your fight. Let mm. me finish this. Yeah. And everyone was anticipating that. And there are rumours that there is at least a 190-minute J.J. Abrams cut. Now, I don't... I'm scared of that because what he's done with this film. Yeah. What else has he done? But there is rumours from insiders and script doctors and script evaluators that said they... And also people who are on set said they filmed a sequence where Anakin Skywalker, as a force ghost, came out and said... Bring balance, Ray, like I did, but I'm going to do this for you because the greatest. But if
2: we'd have seen that, then at the end when she said Skywalker, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, fair enough."
0: Mm. But she... if he went into her and it was that kind of strange. Yeah,
2: but there was nothing in that film that felt that. Like, I felt like she'd already risen. Yeah. You know, the rise of Skywalker. She didn't rise in that movie. She rose when she first came out. When she was, you know, when she decided not to give. BB-8 up to the mm. dodgy guy that was. She was. So the for formation food. of her. Yeah, and that was her rising. Yeah. That was that was her rising from from being this person that is just desperate for food, selling mm. anything for food, yeah. and 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 rising to be a better person than that. Mm. This final movie, this wasn't her rising. This was her just being her, yeah. and that's what I loved the most about that. You know, yeah. storyline mm. is the fact that it's just her just concretizing her character, her personality, her place within exactly. the context of it. That wasn't for me her rising. No. She'd risen. Yeah. She was just concretizing that character. Yeah. So when she said, when she when she said at the end, Ray Skywalker,
0: I'm going. And what? then those real Luke and Leia, <laughs> like really in the background, like putting their thumbs up, like yay. But she's not their child. Nope. Nothing
2: to do with them. It, you know, if if Leia had had a daughter and that was Ray, and she'd said Skywalker, then I'd go.
0: Sure. Well, a lot of people assumed that because there's that there was a thematic of. They sacrificed Ray, because there is an age gap between her and Kylo Ren, that mm. they sacrificed Ray out of the fear that Kylo Ren, that she would turn out like Kylo Ren. That would have been all right, but then again, that takes away this, the, the, the purity of she doesn't need to be anyone else but who she is. And that's what Ryan Johnson was trying to say, mm. and people hated it. And the only good thing about this movie. Is the sequences with Palpatine the extent of force powers? The yeah. extent of the the uh, the unilarity between these force presences, like we see all those shadows, and you see there's thousands of Sith lords, mm. and you're like fuck. There is a history, thousands of generations before, and it's all synergy, it's all a circle, and you felt that stridency of this is a this is a culmination, this is the end point.
2: Yeah,
0: but. It just didn't fulfil that thing. And also, the turning of Kylo Ren is a bugbear of mine.
2: I think there are a few things that I've really got a chip on my shoulder about with that movie. Mm. The turning of Kylo Ren is one of them. Mm. The kiss? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. They've got this, like, brother-sister relationship almost. They're burned by the force. Yeah, but it is. It's like, <coughs> it's like their brother and sister. And then they kiss and you go, what? Incest! <laughs> it, it it
0: felt incestuous, it did. They, they wanted to feed into that Raylo thing. Because a lot of people misconceived what Ryan Johnson was doing. JJ and Chris Terrio, the scriptwriter, thought, oh, JJ was making a romance. No. No, he wasn't! No.
2: And I would have been happier if they'd have continued that romance with... Um, Finn. Finn. And then we end up introducing... A love triangle between Rose, Finn and Ray. Yeah, exactly. And... And I liked Rose's character. I did. She's brilliant. And I really felt that um, she was... She, Yeah, it was. It was a love triangle. It was that kind
0: of, oh, should he go for Ray? Should he go for Rose? Because that's his mission. His whole mission is to save Ray, to make sure she gets headed away from the devastation of the fleet. And then there's this blooming relationship with this young woman who comes across him and goes, you're Finn. You are an icon to everyone, and this is where they fuck up again in this movie. They pair John Boyega with a black woman (laughs) and introduce an unnecessary relationship. Also, this is the thing that annoys me. Do you know when she said we were stormtroopers and we all put our guns down? I thought she was going to turn around and say, because we heard of you. That would have given resonance then. Yeah. No, they were like, no, we're stormtroopers, we put our guns down. And then Finn's like, I did that as well. Ooh, twins, twins. It's
2: too chummy. Yeah. I felt it was too chummy. And I think that... And Rose doesn't exist in this universe (laughs) anymore. Oh, I was... Gutted to see that Finn and Ray didn't end up together. But actually, there was an element of Ray doesn't need a boyfriend, no. a husband, no. a lover. No. She doesn't because she is Ray, and we would have fe- fed into that better if she hadn't have said at the end, "I'm a fucking Skywalker," mm. because she is just Ray. Yeah. She is an independent woman mm-hmm. that don't need no man, no. and I like that. That sits well with me, no offence. But that sits really well with me because, uh, you know, for me, as a woman, we need independent women that can do shit ourselves. Well, women's we a bit
0: useless, to be honest, isn't but it?
2: But regardless, <laughs> there is so much in Hollywood, in films, in anything... It's that you always, need that always... man
0: behind you with his hand on the shoulder. And
2: there are so many... We've watched a series recently where a little girl good girls, Mm. we watched this little girl and she says, there's a, I think there's a song that says, behind every woman is a good man. Mm. Wrong. Yeah. Behind every woman is independence. Mm. And that's what we need to see in Ray. For us women, you guys, you don't care. Because she's just sex on legs. No, not for me. No, not for you, but that really doesn't help the whole gay connotation, darling. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that another time. But (laughs) Most women in films are purely just for men to go hurt it, yeah. and it is unfortunately that's the way it is. And this is what frustrates me about any movie, let alone Star Wars, mm. is that every woman in a film has to be boobs, mm. boobs and bum. Nobody cares unless it's boobs and bum, and that's what Ray's there for. Really, it's to and this is but the of People turned
0: against her because she wasn't used enough in that vein because she was an independent woman, and people hated it. I know and that's why they called her Mary Sue.
2: But for women, that's inspirational as hell. Yeah. For me, I look at that woman and go, yeah, I can be me. Until she says Skywalker, then I'm not yeah, interested in just... But she's that independence, that strength, that power she has mm. is so fucking inspirational to every young girl, every woman out there, because we can really sit and say, I can be her. Mm. We haven't got lightsabers, it's not real, it's all fictional, <laughs> it's all bullshit really, but Whoa! <laughs> Well, it's not. It's not a real story. That's what I mean by yes. It is it. a
0: long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy, far, far away.
2: But it, it's that's what us women need, and I think if we can appeal to fans in that way, then that's great. But and is was, that
0: the issue with the Ben Solo thing as well? Yeah. Mm.
2: It, it's behind every woman is this strong, powerful man. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't have to have you standing behind me for me to be this strong, independent woman. No. I'll be whoever the hell I yeah. want to be. And actually, you will tend to find men come round to that. Yeah. There are some men that just want women that are pretty. Yeah. But there are other men that will have more of an erection over this woman mm. who is strong and independent and knows her own mind. And that, I feel, needed to sit with Ray. And it it would have worked phenomenally With her not getting with Finn, if Finn had ended up with Rose or whatever, I don't really care what he did. Mm. But with her actually saying, I don't need you, I can do this my own way. Yeah. And when she, when we ended, you know, when that film ended and we're all sitting there going, What are you gonna say, Ray? Who are you? Yeah. We needed her to
0: say, I'm just Ray. I'm just Ray. Like that also brings a resonance to it because throughout the series she's she's saying it mournfully like I'm just Ray, I'm just Ray. At the end it should have been Yeah, she needed to go, I am just Ray. I am I am just Ray and I am a Jedi knight. Exactly. Not like my father before me. Exactly. Not like my grandfather before me, because she weren't a Jedi. Mm.
2: You don't need to you don't need labels. No. And and yeah, it would, like you say, it would feed in so well with her just saying, I'm just I'm just a nobody, I'm just Ray. But I am her, still the most powerful
0: Jedi ever.
2: For her to then say at the end, Do you know what? I'm just Ray. Yeah. that that would have, again,
0: goosebumps, yeah. that would have just... Yeah. I think I would have cried. Minor little things, minor little script adjustments. Like, uh, Kevin Smith spoke upon a podcast, and when he hit up upon it, and it's the thing about that Stormtrooper thing again, just by one line or a changing of scenes or lines, it adds so much more weight. And this Ben Solo thing, I wanted Kylo Ren, and I really wanted Kylo Ren to continue his story as being this conflicted, tortured character. Mm. I wanted him to separately go his own way and go... Fuck you, Ray. Mm. I don't want you. I'm gonna get the Emperor, I'm gonna take that seat. Because throughout the movie that's all he's wanted. He wants to be in the image of Vader. Now this is the thing, thematically and story-wise, JJ didn't give him his helmet back because it idealises that symbology that he wants to be greater than Vader. He did it because J. because JJ went, Ryan Johnson got rid of my beautiful mask in The Last Jedi, and it's that's petulance is felt. Mm like when he goes to the um, the uh, it's like a blacksmith and he has it all pieced together by that chimpanzee creature which is quite cool to see that chimps are in that galaxy yeah um They're piecing it together, and I thought thematically this is awesome because he's taken it upon himself to be the big boss. I am fucking Vader 2.0. And I wanted him to go to Palpatine and actually do what he did with... It was like a bait-and-switch like he did with Snoke. Okay, I'll work with you, I'll work with you, but but I'm going to cut you down. How
2: many times did we see him with that new mask on? (laughs)
0: It, It was basically for the first 50 minutes, but interspersed with it being off. But this is my point.
2: We, you know, this <clears throat> this mask that he had was smashed. Mm. Gone. Yeah. And he was just him. Mm. No mask. Yeah. He was Kylo Ren. Yeah. And that was great. Yeah. Then we have this new mask and you go, okay, like you say, Darth Vader 2.0, all right, okay, I can I can yeah. get with this. I can go... But with it isn't done on that level. It's done at a petulance. Then... He takes it off every now and then. And that takes away that meaning. And when he's fighting Palpatine, if I remember rightly, he
0: ain't got it on. No, because he's he's a Jedi now and he's good.
2: So why did the mask get done in the first place?
0: This is the thing. J.J. crafted something that could have really had meaning. This was the thing. He's got the shell of Vader's helmet and it makes sense because a lot of people were confused. They were going... Because you know in Force Awakens, he says, speak to me, Grandfather. Mm. Please tell me what I need to do. Anakin Skywalker, at this point is purified, he's Anakin he wouldn't be talking in his ear so when Palpatine said I've been every voice inside your head it was like fuck that makes sense now, he's been feeding into this really insecure boy's feelings of insecurity and not living up to it, but I wanted him to own it and go I'm Vader and also I'm going to be the Vader like the other one, but I'm going to strike you down Palpatine, (laughs) not because I want to bring balance because I want to sit on that fucking seat and I wanted that point where Anakin came out and he saw the truth Mm. that's your grandfather not Darth Vader your grandfather was a pure pure soul who just wanted to have his wife Padme, he wanted to have a great future, he wanted to be the best Jedi ever, and he was just eaten out of confliction and out of fear of losing his great love of which he lost his great love because Palpatine killed her, to fuss revive him, and there's all this stuff going on da 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 da, but I just felt that, stick with what you've, like, it's like he didn't have the confidence within what he'd introduced himself do you know what I mean?
2: I feel. Um, and this is going back to something that I came across a little while ago, um, when I was tidying my bedroom, Mm. I came across one of my English books from 2006, so I would have been probably, like, mm, seven. Yeah. And every story I wrote in my little English book, my teacher always said to me, Laura, you cannot continue writing random words and random pieces of story in one story and hoping they stick together. Mm and i feel <laughs> i feel honestly that somebody has gone oh this is an idea yeah and oh this is an idea and then they've just tried to stick it all together mm-hmm. and that goes back to when you said it's patchy yeah. it's it's clunky mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't flow no. because it feels like you know whoever has come in and gone okay, we'll do this bit, and then hang on a minute, no, that doesn't work, we'll do this bit, no, hang yeah. on. And it's almost like they've forgotten yeah. the last scene. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The last bit. Not even the last movie. Forget yeah. the last yeah. movie. Forget all of those yeah. other previous. This film is literally just this and then, shit, what did we do? Oh, crap, what 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 did we do with Kylo Ren? Has he got his mask on <laughs> or hasn't he got his mask on? It's honestly, yeah. Yeah. and I mean, I've worked with people with dementia and it comes across the same way. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: the JJ cut dementia 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 edition it is fuck it is because it is. It is. it's clunky as shit but it, it's like
2: I've seen people put socks on honest to god I've seen a little old lady walk from her bedroom to the living room with her socks on <laughs> she gets up and I go Aww. where are you going little old Betty <laughs> and she goes I'm going to go and put some socks on and I go you've got socks on she goes no I haven't I'm like, look, mate, you've got eyes. You see you've got socks on, right? I haven't got socks on. I've got to go and put socks on. And it feels like the same thing. Like dead set on like... It's, it's like you've already put your socks on. Don't then go and put more on mm. or take one off. Mm. What a beautiful analogy. It's it's It is. It's like dementia. It's like you've totally forgotten... Forget the rest of the films, mm. totally. Just just focus on this one film. Well, it's not even like a sequel to The Force Awakens, No, never. but that's what I mean. So if you just ignore that Star Wars ever existed prior to this mm. film, you have literally got a film that has been made by somebody with dementia. Maybe JJ's got dementia, we don't know. But it feels like... It, it, it's just so patchy because you, you kind of start and you go, oh, yeah, we've got this new mask and it is like Darth Vader 2.0. It's really powerful. And then he takes the fucking thing off. Then he puts it back on. Then he takes it off again. How many socks do you want to wear?
0: This is the thing also. Do you know that sequence where Han Solo returns? Yeah. And he's a memory. Mm-hmm. Remember that sequence, what was so pivotal about it? Take that mask off. You don't need it. He's like, what do you think you're going to see? The face of my son. He should have had that helmet on throughout that fight. And then when it came to that point, he took it off. And then he's facing his father where he's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. That would have had more resonance.
2: But this is what I mean. Now they
0: replayed that scene again. It kind of worked. Again, it takes away the symbology and the aesthetic design of it, of what they were trying to say, but they're not trying to say. It's like you're saying. They're putting one sock over another, but then it's mirroring and everything else that came before. Yeah. Now, I don't know, but Darth
2: Vader, do we ever see his face?
0: Um, as in uh, behind the mask? Behind the mask. In Revenge of the Sith, you see him having the stuff put on him. In Return of the Jedi, uh, Luke takes the helmet off because he says, Luke, I want to look at you with my own eyes. OK. So Luke takes the mask so off. So we see him twice? Uh, we see... We basically, in the, uh, the original trilogy, 4, 5, 6, you only see Vader without his helmet from behind, yep. where it's being put back on. Right. But face on, where well, you see Anakin burn, damaged... He's literally like just like a white husk.
2: Okay.
0: And Luke takes a helmet off, and for the first time, he looks in the eyes of his father.
2: Okay. That's so the so first
0: time. Aside from the prequels, where we see Anakin, and we we see how he yeah, became okay, Darth Vader. I get that. In Return of the Jedi, you do see Vader. But
2: there is an element there then that we do need to take off Kylo Ren's mask mm. to change it a bit from Darth Vader. Yeah. To change that story a little bit. But what I don't like is that we can't really decide whether it should be on or whether it should be off. Pick one side mm. and stick with it. If we're going to go masked through one, two, <coughs> and then three quarters of the third film, yeah. the final film, and then he takes it off, no. great. But he's, it's on, and then it's off, and then it's off, and then it's on, and then... And I'm just like, well, are you the same person? Because yeah. I actually got to the point, because I'm not a Star Wars fan, yeah. and I really don't have a fucking clue... I don't actually know at this point whether you are Kylo Ren or not.
1: Mm.
0: Because without with your mask on, I know who you are. You're that bitch boy who will cut you down.
2: Without that mask on.
0: Conflicted, young, scared man.
2: Exactly. But I felt like we swapped too much. Mm. It was... And I feel like... And so many people wouldn't have wanted this because most of them are guys and guys don't like crying. But I feel that that final movie needed some emotion. We needed some emotional yeah. attachment. You know... Princess Leia died. We lost Carrie Fisher how many years Three ago? years. We needed that moment to go, oh, we have lost not only a, an amazing character, but, an but amazing a fantastic woman. actress, Writer. an amazing woman, an amazing, inspirational, strong, independent woman. With and mental I,
0: health issues.
2: Exactly, With... and we, we, we really needed that.
0: Even as a non-fan, I needed that. I needed they, to have they, some
2: emotion there, and
0: and, and I, they could have done better with the footage they had. They really could have, in where, where they placed it and the stakes and the point of but view. You
2: know when she disappeared mm.
0: after she died. Nothing, and her, you know her body. I don't goes remember. with the force.
2: So her body's gone. I feel like we should have had a moment there where we all just had had a couple of tears in our eyes. A moment to. And gone, not only have we lost Princess Leia, we have lost one of the most amazing people in this world. And again, with when, you know, Ray dies by saving Kylo, and then he dies by saving her, and then. I feel like there could have been emotion behind that too because, actually, we've had this conflicted little boy that's killed his dad and really wants his mummy and Mm. he can't have her because he doesn't... You know, he's on the wrong side and it's all gone wrong and he's really, really pissed off his uncle and it's really
0: sad, it's really emotional. But we just change. Yeah, gone. Well, that sequence was very weakly done because, at first, I assumed that Ray... Not Ray. Leia transferred herself into... Uh, into Ben as if to say because it takes a lot to force project but then that Type of... That gets mired. How strong can you be, not be? Is Leia really strong? Because we saw her pull herself out of the vacuum of space and go back in there. (laughs) But her projecting herself a few planets away to say, Ben. Of course, there's parameters that they can work. It's a footage they've got, what they can work around, but they could have done it clever. I got confused because I turned around and went, fuck, Rage has killed Leia, because they cut it as if she'd entered this weird-like part where she was as one with Ben. (laughs) And she fizzled out. And when she stabbed Ren, Ren's like, "Fuck, I'm dead." Then Leia dies. So I'm thinking, "Oh, that's why Ray's so upset because she killed Leia." Then I go seek stuff out. That's not the case at all. She died because all she did was say Ben from two planets away, and that pissed me off because that has no resonance. And this There's is a no emotion. If it was the case that she had projected herself into Ben to give her life to him as she stabbed him, meaning, fuss, meaning. I'm protecting you, son. I'm giving my life to you. She's going to kill that evil part of you. But by me projecting myself into you, I'm giving yourself back? And To me, in my head, that's why it was resonant. But when I come out of the cinema and told it's nothing of the above, she died because she projected herself a couple of planets like fucking Luke did. I'm like, there's no weight there. And why does he turn so fucking quick? Is it because his mum says, Ben? What is it? Is it because Han Solo... Memory. He plays it out how it should have gone. It's confusing. They killed her because they haven't got enough footage of Carrie Fisher. No.
2: it's very simple. Yeah, that's all it is. And I think they, they could have done, it. Uh, Yeah, I think they could have done more with it. I think for me, we've had what forty years worth of this Star Wars life, mm. this world that is not our world that is just Star Wars in itself. You know, there's forty years worth of, and it's not forty years worth of films, so the technically is, but mm. you know what I mean. It's. And this final movie needed to be that thing where we go. Not only is this the end of Leia, the end of Kylo, the end of this, the end of that. It's the end of this summer. saga. Yeah. And it needed to have emotion. And I, for me, needed to have some tears. Yeah, just just some emotion behind it. And I just felt
0: that it was so. Do you think it would have been? They would have been capable of doing it if they had a little bit more time or if it was a different writing tip. I don't know what it is. Is it because Chris Terry on JJ? Like, Chris Terry is, like, notorious for writing... Really bad films. He is only known for writing one good film, Argo. Then he worked on Batman vs Superman, which was, I thought, a masterpiece. A lot of people don't think it is. Uh, but then well, since then,
2: when was the last time I talked happily
0: about Batman vs Superman? But <laughs> the thing is, go on. Chris Terrio is a type of someone who's like, will think on his feet. He's a nerd. He knows the ins and outs. Same as JJ. But Chris Terrio lives and breathes Star Wars, like even more than George Lucas. And they've got so much stuff stacked up, but. Do you think they just did it because they're like, oh, this is all we can do? There doesn't seem to be much more thought beyond it. I felt like someone was bored. Yeah. Oh, do we really have to do this? Do we have to clean up this mess? It's not a mess! The Last Jedi, I'm going to say it, probably one of the best Star Wars films out there.
2: Going back to my English books back when I was seven... Mm. Another one of my comments from my teachers was always, you've got a fantastic beginning. You really introduce these characters. It's great. Your middle's fantastic. Your end is shit. (laughs) And the reason she didn't say shit... Mummy, why is my teacher writing shit on my work? (laughs) And the reason why it was shit is because there was a part of me that didn't know how to end it, Mm. and there was also a part of me that didn't want it to end. And this (laughs) is the thing. I think this final movie... Was they they didn't know how to make this for the this grand finale? Yeah, but they didn't know how to make this grand finale. Mm. I mean, how many going back to the fireworks on New Year's Eve? This year just gone.
0: You only felt that was one scene, the Palpatine scene.
2: Yeah, but this year just gone. Those New Year's Eve fireworks for me were shite. They were awful. Really bad. I think maybe two or three years ago, they were the best firework display I've ever seen. Mm. And I think this is the problem, is that somebody gets hold of something, thinks this is going to be great,
0: and it's not. The film does actually, because this is the thing, I noticed, whilst this Star Wars has moments of pure light, the intro with Carlo Ren seeking out... I don't know, I fell asleep for at least five minutes. Well, when when he seeks out Palpatine, all the Palpatine scenes I love, if they reinforced it with a little bit more information about Palpatine, how it happened, love it. Everything else seems very there's no big action moment it films formulaic it feels samey and this is why and i know i didn't fall asleep for that
2: long i know i didn't because i didn't miss much and i remember thinking i can piece this together and i had pieced it together but it must have been the first 25 minutes i fell asleep for a, probably up to 5 minutes and it was purely because there was nothing my, every single other Star Wars movie I've seen has always been just action from the very beginning. And this was all just like dialogue. It was boring. <laughs> there wasn't much action. And then all of a sudden, everybody's running away from stormtroopers that can fly.
0: It's a, the pacing is so rapid fire, but it's though it's cut to an inch of its life... Isn't engaging, isn't interesting. Also, they tried to do something with the character C3PO that they fucked. They fucked royally. He's been in all of the Star Wars films except Solo, and when he said, I'm taking one last look at my friends, I thought, no! They're gonna kill C3PO! Oh, it's actually just a gag. I think they would have been better off killing him. Yeah, if he actually became a Sith droid and burnt itself out. And then we've got this little creature, Bubble Frick. They name me Bubble Frick. Hey, hey! And everyone's like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. What? Because of Bubble Frick? Oh, but points we as well. We didn't need any more new characters. This needed, no. to, be, this needed to be a final... Give you, what time, what long time you have, you give to the characters you've established a relationship with. Star Wars has always been a moti. Um, uh, function, different uh, cl- classifications, different um, uh, diversities, the aliens, the different people, the different backgrounds. But you force it when it comes to the humanistic side of things because it's a criteria. That lesbian kiss everyone has fo- found issue with because it's forced in. There was something that people also said naturally could have evolved, Finn and Poe. For me personally, I never saw a gay relationship. And every... I mean, Poe always comes across a little bit gay. Well, he's a little yeah. bit bi, and he? I think he's, like, fucked a few aliens and a thing. But his relationship, his storyline, a, rela- a romance with a woman, a very great actress, Kerry Russell, who we don't see fuck all of, just her eyes... Again, introducing these characters. Maybe there's more scenes where we get more time with the characters we love in this extended cut. It does feel choppy. But at the end of the day, I've been deliberating this and I've been deliberating this a very long fucking time. Um, Did Disney impose cuts... Did they impose and take over? They've been notorious on the standalone films to dibble and dabble. The greatest example is Rogue One. They fucked with that film because they got a very disingenuous, very bad, boring filmmaker taken over from a very exciting, new, fresh voice. When it comes to the standalone films outside of the saga, Kathleen Kennedy has had faith in her filmmakers, and by Ryan Johnson being able to make that Star Wars movie and her saying it's okay to send it out like that, I believe in it, I don't believe Disney or Kathleen Kennedy really have interposed and have said, I think this is on the heads of JJ and his writing team. And Kathleen Kennedy maybe have said, yeah, there's a few points that we might need to rectify. But she believed in The Last Jedi. She came out and said, this is my favourite piece, this is is where I want Star Wars to go. They They did not cut that film, they did not involve themselves. The saga films, they have been free... Free to create as they dictate. And I think that is the fucking issue with this one because JJ has come in and his agenda is to, I'm going to make the sequel everyone deserves. We got the sequel everyone deserved. Oh, it's just, it's a great frustration because I believe that even if there is this extended cut, it's not going to add anything. I think it's just going to make it look even more messy. I don't think anyone. Cut it. I don't think the studio said, oh, cut that out, do this out. I think it's bullshit. I think what needs to be true is sometimes, sometimes this may hurt because I love JJ J. Abrams as a creator, producer, individual. Star Wars The Force Awakens was up there as one of my all time favourite Star Wars films and favourite films for so long. JJ J. Abrams is a director and he needs to take responsibility for this. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't. It's easy to blame Kathleen Kennedy because she's a woman. A woman, and this is what people say, Kathleen Kennedy shouldn't take over Star Wars. If Kathleen Kennedy didn't take over Star Wars, we'd never have any more Star Wars movies because George Lucas said to you, I'm not doing Star Wars anymore because I'm not good enough. But now, after this fuck-up, everyone's going, we want George back. Fan base of Star Wars, the real true fans, how they see themselves, they're not. They're just spiteful, horrible trolls.
2: And the fans, bar some... Mm. Are just as petulant as the two bloody directors, yeah. and this is the thing for me. Going back again, to I don't I think
0: Ryan earlier, was petulant though.
2: No, okay, no, I don't. I, all right, maybe not between them. It's just JJ being petulant with Ryan. Yeah, because really, well, in fairness, Ryan can't really fight back, can he? Because there's not going to be another film for him to go
0: fuck you. Hello. Oh, guess what? There is. <laughs> oh, because so JJ else. signed on to do a original trilogy. And then people were trying to get him fired because I didn't like The Last Jedi. And Ryan Johnson, bless his soul, said, I don't think I want to be part of Star Wars anymore. No. It was my favourite, it was my greatest experience creating a movie. He says, But after all this backlash, I don't want to do it. See, there's part of me that feels <clears throat> that
2: they should have just stopped. They shouldn't have made this last one. Because or give time. I, was, I was. I would have been happier. Ending it there and not knowing,
0: mm. not
2: having the answers because I still haven't got the fucking answers. No. Have I? No, you not really. haven't. Nobody has. No one's got the answers that we wanted. There's
0: more questions posed here that you didn't want the answers to, but so, you get you still now pondering them. But I think we'd be better off just finishing
2: before the rise of Skywalker, whichever film it is.
0: Yeah, the Last Jedi. Yeah. I think they should have done the template that George Lucas did. George Lucas, though. It <laughs> was forced by the uh, the era that he. It took three years for each movie to come out. Since um, Star Wars was returned in 2015, we've had a film a year, and they've been yeah, hit and misses. So much. The truth of the matter is, The Rise of Skywalker shouldn't have been rushed into production. It should have. It should have been left. They should have given it time. They
2: needed to think about it. I think. I feel like it was put together without any thought, and that's what I'm saying about you know not really having a proper ending. It didn't. It didn't have the end, and it, it just didn't. It just didn't click from the very beginning for me.
0: Yeah, I was expecting. Well, it, it leads you to a full sense of security when he he meets Palpatine. He's like, "You will be the next emperor." You're like, "Yeah." Yeah, he's going to kick that old bastard off the seat, and he's going to take it. I
2: think what we needed is we either needed Ryan Johnson to direct the last film. He was
0: originally meant to write Episode Nine. He was signed on to write Episode Eight and Nine, but then when he was editing um, uh, the Last Jedi, he he said to Kathleen Kennedy, "I'm I'm not capable of this." Or mid-production, I think he would would because he's that type of creator. And the thing was, Colin Trevorrow, who isn't a very good director, uh, was signed on for the third film. Uh, then him and Derek Connolly, his writing partner, came on, and Kathleen Kennedy fired them because of creative differences. I got excited at that because I don't like Colin Trevorrow. I think he's a very boring, unstylistic director. So when they said J.J. is coming back, I wasn't excited under the uh, auspices or delusions that J.J. is going to make Star Wars again. I thought, no, that's nice. He's coming back to finish what he started. Like Kylo Ren says, I will finish what you started. I thought, oh, synergy. But what J.J. has done as... He's ruined the saga. He has ruined all the other films that have come before.
2: Yeah, he
0: has. And he should be ashamed of himself. And I think we're going to end on a note in a minute of... I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to give my rating. I think Star Wars Rise of Skywalker <laughs> is a two-star film. I, I, to be honest, I, want to, I say I want to re-watch it. I actually don't have a composure to re-watch it.
2: And this is the thing for me as well. I, I keep saying to myself, yeah, I've got to see it again, I've got to see it again. Nah. I can't, because I just think it's just going to ruin it again. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's nothing in it for me. So, I,
0: I to su- so summarise, to leave this up, what would you have wanted in particular when it comes to Kylo, Rey, Finn, and the overall saga for you from being a fan of the first two movies of this new trilogy?
2: I wanted Ray to come out as this independent woman, stick with what we've already seen, this independent, strong woman that can do what she knows best, what she knows how to do, and that is to be a fantastic Jedi Knight and to be that, just that person that we needed, that independent, strong woman that Mm. we needed. I think, I think it was right for Kylo to die.
0: Yeah.
2: Not in the way he did. Yeah. I think we needed to end him. I think the Palpatine scene was right. Mm -hmm. But I just think, you know, fuck some random black actress because we've got to meet certain targets. I think Finn and Rose would be good as a little romance, but, yeah, whatever, not too bothered... And I think we needed we needed more emotion. Mm. We needed to grieve a little bit for <coughs> Carrie Fisher, yeah. for Leia's for you know for her character as Princess Leia. We needed to grieve a little bit for that. And I think we needed to grieve a little bit more for Han Solo, actually. Yeah. I think it needed to be a movie of. It doesn't give you that time, does it? it? No, but I think we needed that emotion, and we needed that that time, like you say, to really mourn mm. the characters those fantastic people we've loved. And
0: that's the... But this is a really issue, big issue. Big issue, please! This is the big (laughs) issue. you want to get the big issue, Star Wars? It's... They're going to come back as Force ghosts no matter what, and that takes it away. Yeah. So when Luke died and everyone reacted in The Last Jedi, like, oh, my God, he's a Force ghost. They come back, they're one with the Force. They're immortal now. And we know that, as a Force ghost, you can engage with people physically. Also... Mark Hamill, that sequence ruins his story arc because that is, a Jedi should respect a lightsaber. No, you didn't respect the lightsaber in that moment because that was your character's arc. Yeah. I understood a little bit where he's saying, Ray, don't do the same mistake as I did, but that scene wasn't there out of the truality and the truth of that storyline. It was because Mark Hamill was, like, being a bitch boy, going, I want to play Luke differently. I want Luke to be different. And J.J. was like, yeah, yeah sure, sure, Mark. You, you want Luke to be a goody-two-shoes and, you know, admit that he was wrong and everything that that you learned and experienced in the last movie, it's just, it's just a void? OK. This film... F- favours the trollish, bully-boyish, petulant fans. Uh, a two-star film for me. What would you give it?
2: Yeah, I'd give it two stars. I'd probably give <clears throat> The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi a good four, if not five. But this one is uh, very disappointing. So, yeah, two stars.
0: Two stars. Ugh. Oh, ladies and gentlemen... I'm sorry this hasn't been a rave review, but I hope that you got some like sustenance from it and some I think really really powerful viewpoints, uh, especially from Laura. So thank you, baby, for doing this. You're welcome. And thank you for you who've been listening. And uh, as always, <laughs> <laughs>
2: there's too many in it.
0: <laughs> you can find me wherever you find me. Uh, don't try and find Laura.
2: No, please
0: don't. Because, you know, she she's not <laughs> one... scary. She's not one out in the public consciousness. And if you try and reach out and, like, hey, baby, I like the way you talk about movies, uh, I'll hunt you down and I'll fucking kill you. I'll be
2: honest, you won't need to, because I'll just tell him to fuck off. But, <laughs> well, carry on. But
0: I, it, 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 oh, this has been probably my most favourite episode. It really has, because it's just nice to have someone to jump off like that. And uh, I think you're going to be maybe a... a a future guest more so than oh, you gosh. actually anticipate. No, you, you undermine <laughs> yourself. You said, I'm probably just going to sit here and go, yeah, yeah, no. No, you really added something to this. And this is what I want to do. I want to get more people involved. Because it's, it's so much like me sitting on my own and just talking to myself. I lose steam. And you've heard it in podcasts, haven't you? Yeah, you're like you're yeah. you're really losing your gumption because I get bored because there's no one else to jump off of. But um, so this is like your longest podcast yet because I've been sat here talking to. I think yeah, <laughs> I think so, and it is. But it's a very special episode. But it's an episode that I've had simmering in me. But I knew that I couldn't unleash it unless I had you with me because you are my partner in crime. You are. I am. You are the Cisco to my book. You probably don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. You are. Take it as a compliment you anyway. are the Simon Mayo to my Mark Kerr mode. You don't know that, probably. N- no. Um, Can
2: I be your cheese to my onion? Yes. There we go.
0: We've got that. <laughs> there we go. Well, we're gonna we're gonna end on that high. Uh, so it's a goodbye. It's a good, 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 good goodbye for me. Bye. And it's a goodbye from her. And uh, yeah, join me for the next episode.
1: It's not a rant. It's. Articulate Warbling Special Edition The Rise of Skywalker Spoiler Review with Zach Ferguson and special guest Laura. I hope you enjoyed the Uh, review of Star Wars, and if you would like to hear more stuff like this, go to PGTTCM.com and check out links under It's Not a Rant, It's Articulate Warbling to find out how you can support Zach and how you can find his books, and buy his t-shirt, and also find us on Facebook, Articulate Warbling, and tell us that you like the show find out a way to support the show by buying a t-shirt or buying some of zach's books or just i don't know telling us we're doing a good job or you know letting zach know that you like what he's talking about all right so someone said they didn't like the music or music was distracting so this episode no music let us know what you think if it's awesome great if it's not one you know it's cool Don't worry about it. That way I don't have to say music by Kevin MacLeod. Silence brought to you by D.B. Spitzer. Edited and produced at Badger Strip Studio in glorious Portland, Oregon. Zach Smart is in Brighton, England, UK. Thank you again so much. And track us down. Articulate Warbling. Thank you and good night.